exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. It is Monday night. That can only mean one thing. 7 o'clock. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap right here on Impact 89 FM. We thank you wherever you are. If you're just getting home from work, on your way home, or still at the office, we appreciate you tuning in to Impact 89 FM tonight. Remember, wherever you are in the world, impact89fm.com. Click Listen Live, the live feed every Monday night at 7. Got some special guests. We'll get to them in a moment. If you'd like to get in touch, our phone number, 517 432-3893 our email address as well wdbmsports at gmail.com uh, joining me as always co-host Brigitte Sheroyan what is going on good weekend for you always a great weekend got a chance to go out and tailgate I was disappointed I missed uh, Midnight Madness but I heard Marquise brought uh, the house down with some of those dunks earlier got a chance to talk to Marquise Gray we'll get to his interview later but more importantly courtesy of Josh Rattray and Michigan State Sports Information I've got two members of the men's soccer team, Kevin Ryman and John Flino. The men's soccer team currently 9-1-2, and and in one poll, they're ranked sixth in the nation. Mr. Ryman, what's going on? Introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here. You've won a national championship in soccer, and you're at Michigan State now. Talk talk a little bit about Uh, that if you could. I uh, won a national championship in Maryland my sophomore year. Um, Pretty fun time. Got to play live on ESPN2, actually twice. That was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, there's some number issues in Maryland, so I decided to uh, head out to Michigan State. And uh, glad I made the uh, switch. If you haven't been to a, a men's soccer game, uh, Kevin Ryman, he, he's kind of like the professor from, from the N1 mixtape. <laughs> he, he, he gets sick with it on, on the soccer field. A lot of oohs and ahs, a couple crossovers make you fall. Uh, but, but this guy, John Felino, he, he, just, he just bleeds spaghetti over here. <laughs> Felino, he's just the, the true Italian. He's the enforcer on the field. He's one defender I would not mess with. Felino, what's going on? You're an Okemos guy. Was Michigan State the choice off the bat four years ago? Oh, absolutely. I've been coming to the Michigan State soccer game since I was in uh, fourth grade, fifth grade. Just always wanted to be a Spartan. So, New York on your shirt. You, you a Yankees fan or what? I got, I got a Mickey Mantle on the back. All right, I'm all a right. Mantle fan. All right, here's the deal. Ryman's from New York. Yes. But Felino talks like he's from New York. <laughs> and I don't. But yeah. he grew up in Okemos. Uh, talk about you guys started the season 9-1-2. Clearly you guys are outstanding. Can you talk about the start and what it has been the key to success for you guys? Uh, I think just the key to success has just been coming together as a team. Uh, I, I think I think a lot of times last year we kind of searched around for ways to get goals and stuff. And I think Doug DeMartin's having a great year. Kenzo's having a great year. Uh, I think we're really well organized in the back with John and Rashawn back there. And uh, things are just really clicking for us right now. Felino, what's the word? What's the success What's the, what's the success coming from this year? Just us battling every game. I mean, everybody comes out and works hard. After every game, Joe Baum tells us, you know, who, who's the star out there today? And, you know, he's like, it was a team. Everything everything just seems to come together when everybody works hard. John Felino and Kevin Ryman joining us here tonight on the Spartan Sports Wrap. If you got any questions for these guys, the phone number, 517-432-3893. Joe Ball has been coaching here 31 seasons. Did that have something to do with your guys' commitment to Michigan State? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I just heard just from talking to him when I was making the transfer. Um, my coach actually, he actually got my coach at Maryland um, into coaching. So he just told me how good of a guy he was. I talked to him a couple times and came out, took a visit, and fell in love with the place. You guys beat number three Notre Dame this past week, one zero in Michigan yesterday, five to zero. How big were those two wins in the landscape of your season? They were huge. I mean, to beat two top twenty teams in the nation within a five days of each other is a absolutely giant deal. How did you keep focus after beating the number three team in the nation to come back and just hand it to Michigan? I'm talking five <laughs> goals. That, you guys were one goal away from a field goal, two field goals. That was sick. How how did you stay focused? Uh, I mean, we we tend to just put the games behind us the day after, you know. I mean, yeah, it's exciting. We won, beat the number three team in the country, but, you know, we try to focus on one game at a time. John Felino and Kevin Ryman joining us from the men's soccer team, currently ranked sixth in the nation in one poll. They're 9-1-2 on the season. 
Uh, John, your dad's the director of football player development here at Michigan State. Why aren't you a, a punter or kicker? Or wh- why'd you veer away from football? Because you did earn two varsity letters at Okanasa. I did. I, I I did earn two varsity letters. I played some football there. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I was an all-area punter, which uh, was pretty sweet. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all-area, baby. And, uh, yeah, I just... Uh, so- soccer was the better avenue for you? Absolutely. So what was winning a national championship like in soccer and then, and then coming here to Michigan State? Just, I, it's got to be outstanding. I mean, you leave and then embark on a whole new adventure. Oh I guess. yeah, it was it was great. I mean, I think the transition from winning a national championship. I think uh, I think we had I think we were all I guess a little bit disappointed with our. We had a really good start last season. Got a little disappointed though. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is awesome. I couldn't have asked for anything more. I mean, we're in a run to be top ten team. So you, the NCAA tournament. How's that work in soccer? And I'm assuming it's much more selective than like the sixty four team tournament for basketball. Yeah, it's 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 really really selective. It's, it's thirty two. Yeah, and it's thirty two for soccer. So, and how do you guys? You guys must feel confident after two big wins and then what six games remaining? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think we just we need to make sure that we get some results playing against uh, Oakland this Wednesday at home and then uh, Valparaiso uh, away, and then I think there are next really two big games that'll decide our season is uh, Ohio State and Northwestern. Can you talk about the defense, John? You and uh, senior Rashawn McKenzie anchoring that back line. That has to be an attribute to the success this season as well. Absolutely. Don't forget Dave Hertel. Either. David Hertel. David Mr. Hertel. Flip Throw. If, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't want to come to a soccer game to see the team, just come to see Hertel do this flip throw. Uh, incredible. Go, go ahead, though. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, we. it's always a focal point of the of the entire team just to play, you know, take pride in, in uh, playing hard and just uh, your individual battles, you know. We got Ben Pierman, one of your teammates, on the phone here. You may have a question. Ben, welcome into the show, Michigan State Soccer. How you doing? Fantastic. You got a question for your teammates, or what's the word? Yeah, I'm driving around, and I got this bear in the back of my car. And I was wondering what I should do with it. Is that the bear you guys won, for the eight-foot bear for beating Michigan? Yeah, it is. So, uh, what's what's the plan, guys? I mean, it's, you can't like drink beer out of it or anything like you could do no. with the Stanley Cup. But what no. do you do with a, a four foot bear, wooden bear that you beat you you get for beating Michigan? I mean, the, the bear the bear came out with us for a little bit last night. He hung out. Uh, yeah, on he a bear hangs out with us. The bear hangs out on a Sunday night. Oh, we were in yeah, bed. We were in bed early. In bed, in bed early. Just in case Coach Baum's listening, yeah, the, ba- the bear was tucked in. <laughs> bear was tucked in. Bear was tucked in. Hey, hey, Ben. Uh, just a quick question for you. Look at this. The soccer team in the house tonight. Uh, how excited are you guys heading six games left in your season that you guys are 9-1-2? Absolutely. These guys are amazing. We, I can I can feel a Big Ten championship coming around. we got some studs on the team. Hey, we thank you for your call. Good thank luck you. Good luck with that bear. Yeah. I'll a four-foot wooden bear. <laughs> strap, <laughs> strap, strap it in the passenger seat. <laughs> Hey, what? What is Josh? What is the name of that trophy? The big, the big, <laughs> big, the big bear, big, big bear, bear trophy. Bear trophy. For, I mean, the, what Clever. Michigan State beating Indiana? They get the brass spittoon that pales in comparison to the, the eight foot wooden bear that the men's <laughs> that the men's soccer team. If you were in East Lansing, if this is for the audience. If you were in East Lansing yesterday, you know the conditions outside were terrible, raining, cold. How much did that have an effect on your guys' game? Obviously, you won five zero. But do you think Michigan could come and say, "Oh, the conditions were terrible. We were falling all over the place." Yeah, I don't really think so. I think I don't think the conditions were too bad in the first half when we were up two nothing. I think I think they only got real wet towards the end of the game. By then, we were up four to zero anyway. Playing in it too, right? Yeah, and we're both playing in it. So, Felino, you're 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 kind of the Italian tough guy. How many yellow cards or red cards have you gotten in your career? In my career, too many to count. Joe Baum told me to forget those days about the old. <laughs> <laughs> My junior and senior year of high school, I got I got my fair share of cards. You got your fair share of cards. You also got in a fight in high school. Can you talk about that? Uh, I mean, in my opinion, some people I, overplay soccer and the toughness, but you say you threw fisticuffs. Can, can we can we hear the story? It was my freshman year of high school, and we got a little carried away with a with a player on uh, another's team. I actually know the kid now, and we're we're buddies now. But uh, yeah, we threw we threw down in fisticuffs for sure. <laughs> If you don't know who my guests are tonight, you might want to take a look at the front page of the state news. Kevin Ryman and John Felino of men's soccer joined the Spartan Sports Rat tonight. They're 9-1-2 and two on the season. Uh, they beat number 3 Notre Dame 1-0 and number 21 Michigan 5-0. This all in the past six days, vaulting them into the top 10. In, uh, what, what's the, the soccer poll that they're ranked 6 in? 
Soccer Times. Soccer Times. And tomorrow, the, the official poll comes out tomorrow, oh, okay. and I'm sure the Spartans will be somewhere in the, in, in the top 15, at, at least. Uh, but heading down the, the stretch of the season here, last six games, uh, what, are you, what are you guys going to focus on uh, preparing for an NCAA tournament bid? We just got to keep keep it up, you know, one game at a time. Right now we're focusing on Oakland, and that's that's the only thing on my mind right now is beating Oakland. You guys had a, a more than capacity crowd at Old College Field on Sunday when you played Michigan. How vital is is a big crowd for you guys? I think big crowd is huge. It's it's, it's a lot more fun, and you know it kind of gives you a lot more energy when you're playing in front of over twenty two hundred people than when you're playing in front of four hundred. How significant was that win over Michigan, 5-0? to zero. I mean, you guys are seniors. You, you're going to look back at this game and say, we handed it to the Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> you must be proud of that. For At least for a day, like Felino said, you you bury, they buried it Sunday night, but you had you got to be proud of that 5-0 to zero win. Uh, oh, yeah. The best part about it is just looking at the, you know, when we're scoring goals like it's going out of style. And we got all the, all the alums there just fired up, just absolutely ecstatic. All right, Michigan, you guys beat Mich- the shoeshine. The shoeshine, pardon me. we got to get to the shoeshines. Goal celebrations. Soccer, yeah. I mean, we've seen women take the clothing off. The best <sighs> soccer celebration that you guys have done yourselves. I mean, F- Felino looks like he was going to punch somebody after he scored. <laughs> yeah. He's straight Superman through the defense, booted it. But what's your best celebration, John? Um, I don't know. I never was a, I never was a big, you know, you were just celebration. A, you were just a puncher. Yeah, I just, you know, I'd get confused after I scored. I'm not you're not you, a scorer. I mean, obviously a defender. <laughs> yeah. I'd run around like John usually blacks person. out after he scores. But uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ryman over here, we call him the professor because he, he's sick with it on the on the soccer field. Like the professor in N1 basketball, right? He's, he's crossing people over. The crowd's ooing, making guys fall on the ground. Best soccer celebration you ever had? Um... To be honest, this is gonna be a little anticlimactic, but uh, <laughs> haven't really haven't really had any really good celebrations. I think Kenzo kind of beat us all with the shoe shine, but so, his brother did. So, so Kenzo Webster scores a goal yesterday in, in the five to zero whooping of, of the Wolverines, and uh, runs to his his brother hops the fence onto the field. Oh yeah, and his brother gr- gr- like kneels down like like Kenzo's a king and shine, <laughs> shines his shoe after Kenzo scores. That was. I mean that was a good that was a good one that was one of the best I've seen and then Spencer Thompson kisses kisses the S on his jersey that was yeah, classy that was classy I like that uh, but but Joe Baum can you talk about your coach what makes him so special and so good at what he does I mean I just think he's he's just such a good guy you know he can he's he can be your hardest critic and then he can be your best friend you know a, a second later and I think he really just the way he treats everybody he just gets the most out of him yeah he absolutely is a great person. Above everything, I mean that's the main reason why I came here. I've known him since I was, since I came here from you know I was in kindergarten. I've known him. Joe Bond's been coaching here 31 seasons. the The record for the longest coach that has coached at Michigan State, uh, Charles Schmitter. He coached fencing for 44 years. Do you, do you see <laughs> crazy? Polino's <laughs> cracking up over here. So do you see Coach Baum making it 13 more seasons? Uh, Do you think I, he could if he wanted to? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Joe Baum could go forever. The guy, the guy is immortal. I think. <laughs> hey, is it, uh, people have I've heard him referred to as the Joe Paterno of soccer. Do you agree? Oh yeah, he's a great coach. I mean, he's just getting win. Obviously, you know, he's doing something right. He's making yeah. he's making us look good. Yeah, this guy still does like thirty push-ups. Yeah, a day yeah. <laughs> during our preseason. Yeah. So, so he definitely brings you excitement. He may be an older coach, but he, he stays contemporary with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean he's got a great support staff with uh, Damon Rensing and uh, John McElroy and stuff, and uh, Montel Graves. So I think they all relate pretty well to us. Montel Graves uh, was doing the Soldier Boy dance <laughs> before the last game. Uh, what's the possibility that Joe Baum would do the Soldier Boy dance before one of your games? I don't know. I'm gonna say zero. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> my blood ankle doing that. I don't know. Uh, but so, who's the best dancer on the team? I mean, in warmups, we're seeing uh, Rashawn McKenzie in LS3, Lewis Stevens the third hitting the Soldier Boy in warmups. Lewis who's the, who's the best dancer? I think Lewis can Lewis can move, and Lewis Nosa got can sing. Nosa, she didn't know Nosa sing. Nosa can sing. Nosa Yoha can sing. Nosa. Let me Nosa. put it this way: if he was in making the band four, he would have been in the band. Nosa was actually in a right. group. Wasn't he? It was in a group called the Percussions, maybe or something like that. I don't know. Uh, are we There's talking maybe. like Motown singing? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 
Yeah, he has an, he had songs with his group. You gotta on get him iPod. to sing the national anthem or something. Unbelievable, Nosa, the performer. So, so I, I announce your guys' games. Obviously, you you know that. Yeah. Uh, what is your preferred entrance? Like, if you had like a middle name, I could throw in there, like, <laughs> like John the the mobster Felino. What is uh, it? I I think John. I think John Felino is good. John Felino works. <laughs> <laughs> you should if you haven't seen men's soccer. Um, they play Wednesday. Against Oakland University, and it, it is a treat. At four o'clock, they play the uh, the Golden Grizz- the Golden Grizzlies of Oakland University. Uh, they're nine one and two on the season. Uh, Ryman, uh, hot sauce, Ryman, Kevin, hot sauce, Ryman. <laughs> I can do hot sauce. I don't know. I like to think now that I have this club around my hand since I broke my hand. Maybe Kevin, it's it's clobbering time, Ryman. <laughs> Evan, it's clo- hey, but talk. You you've been playing injured though, so uh, broken yeah. third. Metacarpal. So you were playing with a cast on your hand. Yeah. How difficult is that? I mean, you use your feet in soccer, but obviously you can't like grab guys and pull their jerseys down. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can't really. It gets kind of annoying, and it kind of smells, and it's pretty nasty. But <laughs> and I haven't really figured out how to tuck and roll yet. So every time I land on, it kind of hurts a little bit. How but, much longer do you have to wear the cast? Uh, I think I'm in this for another two weeks. But but another two weeks, and, and you'll be back. Your teammate Josh Rogers. Uh, what is is he two or four weeks with the with the broken foot? Um, I believe he's four. I'm not really sure what his status is right now. And how valuable is it going to be to have him back on that defense? I mean, if we can get him back as fit as he was from before he came, I, I mean, before he got injured, I think he's going to be really valuable. But I think we're doing a really good job without him. I mean, he'll just added to the depth that we have right now. You want to chime in or ask these guys some questions? Men's soccer seniors Kevin Ryman and John Felino, the number 517-432-3893. Probably about five more minutes with these guys. Uh, we've got some Brian Lurd coming up, Coach Izzo, Marquise Gray. As always, Coach Antonio, Javon Ringer sat down with Brian Hoyer today as well. Uh, you want to email in some questions for these guys, wdbmsports at gmail.com. You're talking about Nosa Ioha, freshman. He can sing, but he also can play. Can you talk about his impact as a true freshman? And was there a little irony? He's from Ann Arbor. You guys whooped Michigan yesterday. Uh, speechless. <laughs> he is so good. Yeah. John Flano's speechless. Yeah, I mean, Nosa's the man. I mean, he come, He stepped right up right when he, right when he was asked. He comes in, he plays hard, tough as nails out there. So you guys got, what, six games left. What are your goals for the remainder of the season, and how far can this team go? I mean, I think the sky's the limit for us right now. I mean, our only loss is to Indiana, who I think is ranked like 13 right now or something like that. And I think they just had a pretty big win this uh, this weekend. I think, I mean, as long as we come every day and, you know, act professional and get the job done, I think we're going to do all right. And that Indiana win, it, it didn't seem, I mean, obviously he was on the road. It didn't seem from talking to Coach that that win was the result of just terrible play. It, it sounded like you guys played a solid game. Can you speak on the Indiana loss, the, your only loss this season? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those Big Ten games where both teams are playing hard and two of their two of their opportunities go in and none of ours, you know, find the back of the net. Uh, one of your teammates has found the back of the net, what, eight times this season? Doug DeMartin leads the Big Ten in scoring. Can you talk about Doug, another, another local guy from Mason, his importance to this team? Yeah, I think Doug is invaluable for this team, um, especially from last year. I think he's really kind of bounced back. I think he had some tough times last year trying to find the back of the net. And, I mean, leading score in the Big Ten, you can't ask for anything more from him. Uh, two penalty shot goals yesterday for DeMartin. Is a penalty shot, scoring on a penalty shot, is it more difficult than people think? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think scoring twice on a penalty shot, because, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole mind game with the goalie and stuff, and he just tucked it away and did a really good job at it. So is it basically going up for a penalty shot, you're just going to pick a side and go to it, or, or go high or go low? Pretty much, yeah, that's what it comes down to. All right, men's soccer seniors, Kevin Ryman and John Flino, thanks, guys, for your time. We appreciate you taking time out of your Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, it'll be Michigan State basketball. Midnight Madness was this past weekend. We'll talk to football 52-27 victory over Indiana. That's all coming up right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. 
For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure right here on Impact 89 FM, wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch, 517-432-3893. The email address, wdbmsports at gmail.com. I'd like to thank our previous guests, Kevin Ryman and John Felino of the men's soccer team for joining us just a few moments ago. If you missed that interview and like to check it out, don't forget all our shows, archived, impact89fm.com, and simply click the podcast symbol and go to the Spartan Sports Wrap. Check out our archives, more than a year's worth of shows in all types of Spartan sports covered. We should, we should attempt to cover every, have, an, have a we guest should. from all 26 varsity sports at Michigan State. I, I, I got a guess we're in the... 15 to 20 range. Probably. I mean, we, you've covered auto racing, everything. Auto, Yeah, auto racing. We serve our NASCAR fans <laughs> here on the Impact as well. Uh, but I did get a chance to sit down for you hockey fans with Brian Lurk. Uh, they had a tough loss, 6-0 to zero, at number 1 North Dakota. Just a, a bad game. They came out of the game. They, they faltered out of the blocks, whatever you want to call it. Got a chance to sit down with Brian Lurk. They've got a big game Friday. MSU ticket office and the hockey team especially is looking to sell this place out. I can't tell you to go buy tickets, uh, but they do play at home on Friday against Colgate. Men's hockey, defending national champions. Got a chance to sit down with Brian Lurk. Here is what the captain had to say today. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, I'm joined by men's ice hockey captain Brian Lurk. Brian, tough loss for you guys Saturday, but what are your goals as a team to refocus this week? Well, I'd say uh, obviously stay positive. You know, there's uh, actually, it's hard to say, but there's actually some good things I think you can take out of that game um, for our team, even though we lost 6 nothing, We outshot them. I had a lot of good chances, and obviously a couple of bad bounces the opposite way did not help us, but, you know, you have to that's life. It's ha- be happy that it's the first game and not the 40th one of the season. And uh, I think we just need to bounce back, stay positive, stay as a team, and work together and uh, have a hard week of practice and get back after it so we have a good uh, home opening series against these guys. Although it's rewarding to have a banner-raising ceremony on Friday, is it going to be kind of nice to put a seal on that national championship and move forward? Well, yeah. Um, obviously, our, our main goal right now is the regular season, but... Um, I think it's going to be very, very exciting for everyone to see the banner go up, and it's going to be, like Coach said, our last little thing that we do for our national championship. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing that's over and done with. It's also going to be very exciting. But um, I think our team just needs to realize, hey, it's a new season, and what happened last year is in the past, but obviously it's happened in a good way. But we need to stay positive this year and uh block the past out you guys return home obviously on friday night how important is a capacity crowd and a ruckus student section to you guys well a bunch of us went around to sororities and frats and uh try to promote the hockey team and i know actually it helped out a lot students a lot more students bought tickets i heard and uh which is obviously a good thing and after a big season last year i really hope that we can pack this building and you know, we want to make it as hard as we can on our opponents to come in here and play. We want to be that rank that people say, oh, no, we're, we don't want to go in and play there. And it hasn't been like that these past years. And we really hope this year that can really pick it up and have our student section going in just a packed barn all, all year. That was men's ice hockey captain Brian Lurk. Thank Brian for his time earlier today. Um, also, Friday, 7 p.m., the banner-raising ceremony begins at Munn Arena. The first 3,000 fans that arrive at Friday's game will be given a pin which commemorates the national championships at Michigan State uh, what is it 66-86-2006 so first 3,000 fans get a pin commemorating the school's NCAA titles yes uh, 66-86 and 07 uh, fans are reminded to arrive early the ceremony will begin at 7 p.m. prior to the game against Colgate. And, and like Brian just said, the men's ice hockey team, I, I've never heard of, the, of a, a top program at a university doing this. 
going around student to student. Dan Vukovic of the ice hockey team, talk, I talked to him today as well. He said he said he was going around his apartment complex handing out posters. And, and this is a player doing that, not even marketing. Is that impressive to you? It's actually a really good idea. I would never even think that a team would have to do that. But, you know, it gives the personal level. The team is going out trying to reach the students on a more personal level than just, you know, being like, come to the games. They're actually making the effort, trying to improve that fan base. And with the national championship, they should get a way bigger turnout this year. Yeah, I'm hoping. It's kind of disappointing to know that they're worried about not having a a capacity (laughs) crowd. I think the Spartan fans need to realize uh, hockey may not be – Hockey's not the number one sport here. It's not the number two sport here. But it battles for that three spot with women's basketball. And I think people need to realize this is a team that just won a national championship. Mm -hmm. Brought a lot of media attention, a lot of exposure. And this is a program that is profitable. I believe the last numbers say this program made $80,000. So this is a revenue program Mm -hmm. in the last year. It it varies from year to year. But they, they didn't cost the university or the athletic department money. I should say, the, mm-hmm. you know, the athletic department's independent of the university. A whole different story. But I think fans need to support a champion, a national championship team. You know, we may not have been the best team, as Coach Rick Conley says. We may not have been the best team all last season, but for four games in that NCAA tournament. When it mattered, we, we pulled through. We came, up, we came to play. And they'll be there to play Friday, 7 p.m., ice hockey. Men, the defending national championship. Tickets are on sale. Limited number left. Uh, 1-800-GO-STATE. That's, that is the <laughs> ticket office number. I can't say go buy them, but men's ice hockey, defending national champions, they take the ice 7 p.m. with the banner-raising ceremony. Imagine the environment there. It's going to be electric. And like Brian Lurie just said, the importance of a student section. I, I, you know, People can call in and say, oh, you know, student section doesn't make a save, student section doesn't score a goal, doesn't check anybody. But they, they make a difference. At North Dakota... They have a tremendous facility, and what else is there to do in Grand Forks, North, mm-hmm. North Dakota, but go to hockey, and, and their fans and their students are just ruckus, and it, it makes all the difference in the world, and Brian said they want to be a feared place, so let's make it a feared place. Uh, a feared place for the Indiana Hoosiers uh, was Spartan Stadium. I got a chance to talk to Coach Antonio, or be at the Coach Antonio press conference. That's all coming up later this hour, as well as Brian Hoyer. Got to talk to the QB for five minutes today. Extensive interview with Brian Hoyer. Also, Coach Antonio gave his breakdown of the Ohio State game. Number one, Ohio State. We're traveling to the shoe to play number one. We'll talk about that later as well. But before we get to that, men's basketball, everyone is excited about this season. Let me tell you, men's basketball, some polls rank six, top ten in most polls. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to chime in, 517-432-3893. Alongside Brigitte Troy and I'm Dan Duggar. This is the Spartan Sports Wrap. We're on every Monday night, 7 to 8 p.m. Men's Basketball Midnight Madness and their first practice this past weekend. Friday, the 300 theme. Are, are you a fan of the theme? you think they're overplaying oh, I, it, no, or do you I like, like it? it? I like it. I think it provides like a really positive atmosphere. I think it gets the fan fans all riled up. Like I mean, especially going to see Izzo dressed up like King Leonidas. I don't think you can get... Uh, more exciting than that, but I think it's great. I like to see it. Coach Izzo was dressed up like Leonidas, had the face paint, had the shield. In the, I think in he's the, respected like a armor. king, too, here. I, bl- I believe so. That's a, that's a fa- <laughs> that is a fair assessment of the situation. Uh, but what gets me about Coach Izzo, he's such a good sport. He's mm-hmm. will- I mean, he's willing to repel from the ceiling of the Breslin. He's willing to adjust and go over to Munn Ice Arena because of a circus that's in town. And, and they packed Munn, disappointed in the Izzo. The Izzo did, didn't come out in full force. Wow, that is disappointing. Uh, dis- disappointed in the student section of men's basketball. This, there's a great product that's coming to the court in three weeks, less than three weeks, to play Grand Valley State. You need to support at all venues. The importance of a student section, that may be the main theme of the show tonight. When I took the trip to Madison, their student section, crazy. This past weekend at Indiana, or with Indiana at home, I think Spartan fans got a taste of of what an imp- uh, how much importance a student section can bring to a game. Oh, for sure, it does. When we come out and we have a big support, it definitely changes the tone of the game. It gets our players excited. We make better plays. It just it's an all around better atmosphere. I think for the we team. got I think we got the wave all the way around the stadium really for the first good. time this season. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome to see that. Half the time, student section isn't even into it. So it's probably the big difference between a lot of teams when they do well. So hopefully the student section can continue to be strong at football. A nearly capacity crowd at Spartan Stadium. It was good to see it. 
under the lights, great atmosphere, definitely handed it to the Hoosiers. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but Coach Izzo, a great sport at, at Midnight Madness, dressed up in his armor and face paint and messed up hair and, and everything. It was incredible. Came out with his whole family is, are great oh. sports about it. His little son Stephen, his daughter, and his wife all dressed up. Came out. Women's basketball coach Susie Merchant was escorted out by wrestlers like a queen on a, on a little bed. It was it was hilarious. I was loving that. Uh, if you'd like to give us a call, 517 432 3893, just discussing the upcoming men's hoops and women's hoop season. Uh, Midnight Man is highlighted by Marquise Gray's dunk. Uh, Marquise Gray dunks over a freshman walk-on Mike Keebler, uh, Travis Walton, and Drew Neitzel. What's going through Coach Izzo's mind when he sees those three players, two captains, crouch down in the middle of the lane and Marquise Gray attempting to, to dunk over them? Oh, I think he's just got to be so impressed with what he's done for the team. But isn't he thinking, don't trip, don't, he's don't thinking, tear don't your hurt, ACL? You know, this is only Midnight Madness. Season's just about to start. You know, Don't get hurt when we're not even playing a real game yet. But, I mean, he's got to be impressed. Yeah, also, I, don't I, scare the little freshmen that are coming up with these big guys dunking on them. So, Marquise Gray, highlight of the night, got a chance to catch up with number 41, Marquise Gray. Here's what Marquise had to say after Midnight Madness. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, Podcast. Men's basketball forward Marquise Gray joins me. Marquise, big night for you guys. You put down some big dunks. It's got to be exciting to get basketball season started again. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, um, just what you work out the whole summer for. Um, you know, I think I had a pretty productive summer. It was finally my first summer where I was injury-free. And, um, you know, tonight tonight was a great start for the team, and I think we all had fun. You think people underestimate that when you have an injury-free summer, you can actually get some work done and, and really expand your game? Being injured is, is very tough, but, you know, when you, like you say, when you injury free, you're able to just basically work out the whole summer, work on stuff that um, that you really, really need to improve on, you know. I tried to work on my, um, my post moves, my shot, my free throws, I mean, everything. Everything must include that three-point shot. I saw you knock two tray balls down. Is Co- Coach Izzo going to allow that that Marquise Gray three ball to go? I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to look for it every time I'm the trail man. But occasionally, if I'm open, you know, I have been working on my shot, and um, that's one of Coach rules. If you work on it, you can do it. If you don't work on it, don't do it. So I've been working on it. We saw you jump over three people for a dunk. What's the most people he ever jumped over? Um, when I was in high school, I jumped over five, but um. You know, I, <laughs> that was a, I guess it was, that was a couple of years ago. So, I, if I really tried, I think I still could do it. But you know, my legs won't let me right now. <laughs> hey, we'll end on this quiz. Your motto this year: back to business. What's that mean to you? It means basically it's self-explanatory. Back to business. You know, we out for revenge. You know, we're we're not we're we're not um we're not stopping until we get get to that gold as a team, which is a, a national championship and a Big Ten championship. Men's basketball, redshirt junior, Marquise Gray. After Midnight Madness, Marquise hit two threes in the about 20-minute scrimmage, and I obviously just asked him about it, and he said he he worked on it all summer, and if Coach Izzo knows that you worked on an attribute of your game and, and are sufficient enough, you can do it. You, you see Marquise Gray pulling the trigger on some tray balls this year. I think he'll be our secret weapon if he can do that. People are not going to be expecting him to go out to the three-point line and just pull up a J. Let alone free-throw line extended pull up a J. Seriously, if he can do that, then, I mean, we're going to do awesome this year. Absolutely. If, if Quise can be a not, e- not even like a three-point three line guy, if he, if he has a, a perimeter game, and when I say perimeter, his perimeter you know, 15 to 20 feet, mm-hmm. you know, if he can be that perimeter threat, you know, you just don't have to guard him on alley-oops and, and put back dunks. And, and he's a very versatile player. But also I got a chance to sit down with Drew Namick, uh, one of two who returned from that 05 Final Four team. Drew Neitzel and Drew Namick, uh, the only players that, that played, that saw playing time. Uh, Redshirt at that time were Goron, I.D., mm-hmm. and Quis. So they, they were all part of that but did not have the experience of playing. One of those who played, Drew Namick, got a chance to talk to Big Red, Drew Namick. Here's what Mr. Namick had to say after Midnight Madness. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, men's basketball senior Drew Namick joins me. Drew, yet another Midnight Madness, this time Madness at Munn. Can you talk about the fan support in uh, this year's entrance? Well, this year was uh, this year was special. It was my last go-around. I knew it, so I was just going to go out there and have a good time with it. And you know uh, Dan, we had a good theme this year, the 300. Um, they really did a good job with that. And uh, having it at the new venue was different here over over at Munn. Um, but you know what? I liked it. A little, the crowd is a little closer to the to the action for the most part. And uh, the place still got real loud. So it was a great night. 
for the most part, an injury-free summer for you. You have to be excited to get the season going and getting to play some games. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, I did have a positive summer. Um, I worked on some aspect of, aspects of my offensive game quite a bit, and this team's looking very exciting. I mean, tonight was 20 minutes of, of nonstop running. I mean, up and down, we have the, we have the depth to do that this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to fitting into that system and uh, you know having a, a fun year of, of running gun basketball. As far as the freshmen go, how are they coming into the program? How are they meshing into this team? Well, the freshmen bring uh, a lot of different things to the table. Um, they're all a little bit different, but at the same time, they're all great, um, great players. Really, um, they've got great potential, and um, they bring a lot of, especially a lot of athleticism. That's kind of the common denominator between uh, all four of them. And um, you know, again, the th- the three particular guards that are coming in are, are giving us great depth all around. We have five solid bigs, five good guards, and um, again, we're just going to be able to push the ball up and down the floor relentlessly this year. And lastly, Drew, the motto on your poster this year, back to business, what's that mean to you? It means a lot. Um, you know, last year we kind of got away from, again, here I go, the run and gun style that, uh, that Coach Izzo likes, likes to play. Um, so I guess it, it could be uh, used as a metaphor for that. We now have the bodies to get back to the, to the style that, that Coach Izzo had great success with uh, in the, you know, the 2000s, winning you know, four Big Tens and a national championship. So uh, it, that's probably the biggest parallel that I would draw between uh, the poster and uh, the season this year without getting uh, too philosophical or deep on you, Dan. That was men's basketball senior Drew Namick. Definitely getting a little deep, but their poster, their the model on the poster that marketing came up with was back to business because they're on the poster in front of Sparty with suits and ties on, a look that the players really liked. You know, it's back to business. We're back. To winning titles, winning championships, and and that seems to be the common sentiment amongst the team. Uh, Namick talked about the change in the style of play. Uh, no secret there. Izzo is a running gun type coach mm-hmm. uh, at this in the same aspect playing lockdown defense. But official basketball re- preview is going to come next week. Media day is Wednesday, so I have the chance to gather up all the interviews, talk to all the players, hear what coach has to say, hear the whole spiel. We'll have men's basketball preseason preview coming up next Monday night, 7 p.m. right here on the Spartan Sports Wrap. But before we get to Coach Izzo's comments on the first practice, uh, who's your breakout player, briefly? I'm going to take Raymar this year just because he's gotten that year of playing in the Big Ten. He's got a year of experience. He was great last year, but this year I think he's going to be even better. He's had a chance to mature over the summer, improve his shooting, improve passing, all that good stuff. So I'm going to take him this year just because I know he's ready to break out, and I think he'll do it this year. I can't agree more. i got to go with Marquise Gray. Marquise has had an injury-free summer, uh, his first since he's been here at Michigan State, uh, and he looks like a deer, like the deer that was running through Spartan Stadium Saturday. Marquise looks like a deer on the court. That's enough of that, though. Men's basketball preview coming next week. <laughs> i got to hold all the information back. But I did get a chance to sit down with head coach Tom Izzo in an exclusive interview after practice on Saturday. They had their first official practice. Flip Saunders, Pistons wow. coach, was in attendance as well uh, amongst the five, 50 to 100 people that were there watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good practice. They, they were getting up and down and getting back to the running gun style that Izzo likes to play. And here's what uh, head coach Tom Izzo had to say about the first official practice of the season. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, men's basketball head coach Tom Izzo joins us. Coach, your first practice today, your thoughts, and what were your points of emphasis today to your team? Well, my thoughts were it went pretty well. You know, after a late night last night, I thought our guys did a pretty good job, and we are a lot more athletic. We shoot the ball a lot better. We don't check as well as we did last year, so we're going to have to improve in that area. But uh, all in all, I was very excited about the first day, and not that a one day means anything, but I think we, we emphasize pressuring the ball and running the ball. And those are two things that we really like to do this year. Heading into the first day of practice, do you throw a lot of things at the guys, or do you kind of work on a few key things? I think the first couple of days you always want to set the tempo of what you want to emphasize that year. We want to emphasize our running, and we would like to emphasize pressuring the ball a little bit more than we have the last couple of years. So those two things we made a big deal of today, and hopefully uh, you know, that and shooting the ball a little better, getting more shots up, the turnovers, 
all the things that would uh, would help us uh, get back up into uh, a scoring area that we'd like to be at. You talked about guys traveling throughout the summer. You've got four new freshmen on this team. How's the team chemistry coming along just for the first day? You know, I like it. I, I really like it. I think the veterans have done a great job, and the young kids are they're too quiet for me, but that's what freshmen are. And they've really made some progress. Uh, Kalen is really getting better and better in Durrell and Summers and uh, Chris Allen and been also impressed with Austin Thornton. So all four of them have really uh, have really done a good job. About three weeks away from your exhibition opener, what are some things that you want to continue to work on heading up to Grand Valley? Well, I think we're going to really have to do a lot of work on our defense because any freshman, you know, no freshman plays very good defense. So we're just going to have to continue to build in that area. And, and I'd say looking at today, if we can not turn the ball over, um, we can score a lot of points. So I'd say the defense and the turnovers would be the two things because uh, I think we do want to run. We are going to be a good running team. We just got to make sure those other areas are shored up and we're not turning the ball over and that we're guarding just somebody. And if we do those two things, then we could get better each week as a team. That was Michigan State head basketball coach Tom Izzo commenting. First day of official practice was Saturday. So coach sat down with me afterwards so gracefully and uh, broke it down a little bit. Uh, freshmen need to work on defense, sees that the team can score a lot of points. But next week, next Monday, official men's basketball and women's basketball preview (laughs) coming your way right here on Impact 89 FM. Transition quickly to football. Wow, 740 and we're just getting to football. 52-27 victory over Indiana. I want to know your thoughts on the Spartan team. Are we destined for a bowl game? Are we going to win? I believe we're going to win some more games this season. More than one. I believe we're going to beat Michigan. I believe we can beat Ohio State in the horseshoe. Let me know your thoughts, 517-432-3893, or email your thoughts in wdbmsports at gmail.com. Brigitte, your initial thoughts on the 52-27 win over the Hoosiers at the crib. You said it right there. I can't believe we scored 52 points on them. Indiana's been playing great uh, football the past couple weeks, so the fact that we were able to hang 52 points on them, we had a great offense. Brian Hoyer looked amazing. I think it was like 20 for 23. 87% passing. 87% passing, um, no interceptions, just all around great passing. Our offensive line, our defense looked good. Jonal St. Deke. I mean, what else can you say except him? Another forced fumble. And my big surprise player was Irvin Baldwin. He came up big this yeah, game. Yeah, G-Ball. Had, we're going to break down, as we always do, offense first, defense second, uh, but breaking it down, as he always does for us every Monday, Coach D'Antonio. His press conference today, a brief clip for you. I believe it's a couple minutes long. Here's Coach's thoughts looking back at the Indiana victory. Uh, first of all, uh, you know, I thought we came out and responded in the Indiana game very, very well. And uh, our guys came out and um, played extremely hard. I thought we played with that idea that we needed to play for respect. I think that was the theme coming into this season. I think it needs to continue to be our theme as we move through uh, through this first season as we try and build a foundation here at Michigan State. Uh, you play a football game and the offense has 90 plays and your defense plays 37 plays, good things are going to happen. I think that was... Um, what happened, it was indicative of how well we played on offense. We played extremely hard there. You know, I try and break things down, and you look at offensively, um, some of the things that we were able to do, you know, Ringer played very, very well. As, as you guys already know, Hoyer played well. Um, Devin Thomas made big plays. We got great play from our offensive line. Colcrick made plays. Um, we have two big explosive plays from Kellen Freeman Davis. So, you know, we really played very, very well on the offensive side of the ball. Had the one turnover that resulted in it in a touchdown, but other than that, really played um, outstanding. Look at our special teams, uh, three huge plays on special teams. One, Travis Key rips the ball out of the guy, um, which we get the ball back down on the 20 on the kickoff. Um, we have a fake field goal, which results in a touchdown, and you know the ending series results in a touchdown. Also have a, a big kickoff return again from Devin Thomas, and uh, consequently our special teams played very, very well. Defensively, relentless. Five three and outs, one out of I think they were they were actually one out of eight on third down. Um, we adjusted to what they did on the very first play of the game. They did hurt us with a couple big plays, but really, other than that, um, really played very very well against an Indiana offense that um, was averaging 37 points a game and and was um, was really a concern going into the game. So um, again, I thought our players uh, played extremely well. We came out fired up. As I knew we would, we had great practices all week. Um, our attitude has been um, 
one where we've been unified in everything that we're doing, even though we, we were coming off the two, two losses, and I think that's a credit to our seniors' leadership and just the overall chemistry that we have on our football team. And now we look to the future. And when you look to the future, you look at Ohio State going down the road, and uh, that's an exciting place for all of us to go play. I think that's one of the reasons you come to Michigan State is to play in games like this. Um, you know, it'll be a, a lot of media exposure, a lot of things going on. Co of course, I've been with Coach Tressel for, I guess, uh, three, six, five, uh, about 11 years of coaching, including my graduate assistant years at Ohio State. And, um, you know, he's obviously he's a great teacher and mentor, and uh, he has his team playing very, very well. That was head coach Mark D'Antonio speaking on the state of his football team. Um, obviously an advantage, as he just said. He's coached with Jim Trestle, the Ohio State head coach, for more than a decade and is coaching mm -hmm. his coaching you know, train to where he, to where he is now. Uh, so I think that'll be definitely an advantage. Uh, Mark D'Antonio may be a little bit inside the head of Jim Trestle in the sweater vest as well. <laughs> so uh, your thoughts, though, on uh, Michigan State's chances to beat number one, Ohio State. We did it in 98. I'm sure the media is going to play the heck out of that this week, so I'll leave it at that. 517-432-3893. Uh, uh, the email inbox, wdbmsports at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, the offense, Big Ten's leading offense, uh, simply spectacular in my eyes. Brigitte, your initial thoughts? Um, I love the aggressive play calling on the first drive, you know, setting up a fake field goal and then ending up scoring on that. I mean, you can't get a, meta, a better momentum boost than that. So, I mean, I like that he's not afraid to take chances. I like that he's not afraid to go for it on fourth down. I just think that'll boost the team a lot. And in those tight situations, those kind of plays can make the difference between whether or not you win the game or you lose it. The offense is highlighted by co-Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. The first time in his career, Javon Ringer. He had 203 yards. That's a career high. And that's the most since DeAndre Cobb had 205 against the University of Michigan in, back in 2004. So, Javon, a career day for him. One of the most humble athletes I've, I've ever met and talked to. He shuns all the credit. He's putting it on his receivers, his O-line. Uh, he said, I could rush for zero yards as long as we get the win. Very humble guy, very respectable. Javon Ringer got a chance to speak with number 23 after the game. Here's what Javon Ringer had to say. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, I'm here post-game with Javon Ringer. Rushes for a career-high 203 yards. Javon, you've talked all along. You're a very humble man. You had a great game on the field, and your team got the W. How important is it to have that combination? I feel like that's, that's a great combination our team worked so hard so hard this past week and uh we really felt like we needed to bounce back from losing two games straight and uh i mean we had a great week of practice great week great week just being together as a team and focusing on knowing what we had to do and what we needed to get done and um I'm just happy that, especially for our defense, the way they were able to bounce back from the past two weeks from giving up a lot of yards and they kind of as as great of a I, Indiana has a great offense, and what they were able to do against Indiana's offense was something amazing. And uh, I guess I feel like I was real, I'm real happy and satisfied that we finally put a good game with our offensively and defensively playing together, and uh, we were able to come out with the win. Yvonne, you also had a career-high 29 carries. How does that load feel to you? Mm, not fine for me. I mean, I'm not really, not really too sore. Nothing's really hurting. Um, I mean, if, that, if it took me to get 29 carries um, for us to get the win, I mean, I'll gladly take it. And I know, I know with that load, I know I have my, my man, J.U., J.U. there to take a lot of the pressure off of me, so uh, that helps out a lot, too. And with our offensive line still continue to do a great job and our receivers going downfield, blocking downfield, I mean, anything I, my job is easy. And lastly, Javon, somewhat of a homecoming for you going back to Ohio next week, Ohio State. How important is it that you got the win today, you got some confidence, heading down to the horseshoe? Oh, uh, man, that's, it's, it's great that we got this win to give us a little, a little bit of boost going down to Columbus. But, uh, but honestly, truthfully, We'll enjoy this for the night and tomorrow and Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. But I guarantee you by Sunday evening, this game is over. This game is done. Ohio State is something that we're all looking forward to, especially me. I'm actually thinking about it now, seeing as how I missed that game last year. And uh Ohio State has a great, great defense and a great offense. So that's gonna that's a that's a challenge that we're we're all willing to step forth and uh pick take on the challenge. That was running back Javon Ringer. If you can't feel the excitement in Javon Ringer's voice to get a chance to beat the number one Buckeyes, I don't know if you're listening to this show. 
Javon Ringer amped. This is, what, an hour after the game? Javon Ringer already focused on Ohio State. We know Javon didn't get to play last year. This is when mm-hmm. he was hurt. So Javon Ringer, an Ohio guy from the OH, the OH as they say it, the OH-10. Javon Ringer ready to get a, a stab at, at the Buckeyes. So Javon Ringer, uh, with, speaking of carries, he, he had a career high in carries. For those people who don't think Javon Ringer can carry a heavy load like a Mike Hart can, Javon Ringer toted, toted that rock 29 times, a career high, and you heard him. He said he felt fine. I'm sure he may have been a little sore in the morning, but he's great, a great conditioned athlete. And, and he, he'll carry the ball 100 times Saturday if that's what it takes for a W. But for running backs with 100 or more carries, Javon Ringer leads the nation in yards per carry, 7.1. That's his average, 7.1 yards per carry. YPCs, give JV the rock. Javon Ringer, simply impressive. He's co-Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week. Shares that honor with Northwestern quarterback C.J. Bechet. We, us, we're familiar we're, with him. We're familiar. We'll <laughs> leave it at that. Uh, but Michigan State, 5-2. and two. If you told me after seven weeks we'd be 5-2, and two, I would take that. Thoughts on Javon Ringer's career day? Oh, I think he, he played amazing. And I think we touched on it last week that a lot of the people don't think he can hold a candle to Mike Hart. I think they're totally wrong. He's just proved this year like how, um, how indispensable he is to Michigan State's offense. Without him, we would not be leading the Big Ten uh, in a bunch of in the rush yards, I believe it is. Yes, we the lead the Big yards. Ten in rushing yards. And um, without him, I just don't see us being as great of a team. He, he put Brings a positive energy that really just, I think, lifts the whole team. You can't. They call it thunder and lightning. You can't forget. I'm not saying you did, but Ju Colcrick, such a compliment, and and that's where I think Ohio State's going to have a problem with with Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Is that we're going to throw Javon Ringer at you? What other team in the Big Ten or what other team that has Ohio State played? Ohio State hasn't played anyone. The only above average team they played is Purdue. Mm-hmm. Who who else has had the Ohio State Buckeyes play? That's why I think Ohio State's in trouble when a confident Michigan State Spartan team, confident from the head coach down to the kicker, confident that they can beat OSU. Who have they played? Youngstown State, Akron. Okay, a, a game at Washington, mm, an unranked Washington team. Mm, not so tough. Northwestern, yeah, they beat us, but Ohio State hung 58 on Northwestern. Minnesota, they belong in the MAC this year. <laughs> At Purdue, at number 23 Purdue. That's a somewhat impressive win at number 23 Purdue. But have they played anyone significant? We, we, I believe we were prepared for a difficult mm-hmm. road game against a top 10 team when we went to Wisconsin and were a field goal away from overtime. I believe this team's ready to go down to Ohio State and win, and I think they will. We'll get to that in a minute, though. Uh, some... Wrapping up the thoughts on the offense, got to get to the defense before the end of the show here. Uh, Javon had a career day, twenty nine career high, twenty nine carries. Proves that he is a workhorse. Quick stats for you: dominated first downs, twenty eight to nine advantage for the Spartans. Time of possession: forty one minutes five seconds to eighteen minutes fifty five seconds. Ridiculous. How about total yards: five fifty eight to one ninety three. We'll get to our defense and how spectacular they were in a minute. But Devin Thomas complimented Javon's big day. He is Devin Thomas is the deadliest offensive weapon in the Big Ten and one of the top five deadliest weapons in the in the nation. No disagreement ne- here. No no way. There's there is no one better in the conference offensively, more valuable than Devin Thomas. Any Big Ten coach would take showtime and put him on his starting roster tonight. He will catch the ball, he will run the ball, he will return second in the nation, I believe in all-purpose yards, 7th in kickoff return yards. I caught up with Showtime himself after the game. Here's what DT had to say. In this edition of the Spartan Sports Podcast, I'm here with wide receiver Devin Thomas. Pretty high 13 catches, 148 yards, and a touchdown. How important is this win in the landscape of your guys' season? Oh, it was a great win for us. I mean, we just came off with two L's, and, um, you know, we just had the mentality we got to come out here and prove, especially homecoming with all the back, that we wasn't those same old Spartans. People try to stick to our name. You know, we're a new team, got a new attitude, so that's most definitely our, our challenge for this week, and we got it done. How proud of you are you of Javon Ringer getting 200 yards, career high for him? Oh, that's my guy, man. You know, when he running the ball, I try my best to block for him. We got, you know, we, we fight for each other. We brothers out there, man. So I'm, I'm happy he got his over 200. I know me and him be battling for uh, all-purpose yards all the time. So, you know, I think I might have got him today. But, yeah, that's my boy, man. I'm, I'm proud of him. You're very versatile. You're a threat when you're receiving. You're a threat when you're 
catching balls on the field. Are you just hungry and you just want to touch the ball any any possession you can? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's my role. I mean, I'm out there starting as, you know, I got to make plays on my numbers card. So, I mean, this is part of the offense and my, the scheme that we run. And when I get the ball, I just got to make the play. So. And lastly, you got to be proud of your defense, shutting down Kellen Lewis in that Indiana offense. Oh, yeah, they, they stepped up to the challenge this year and uh, did their thing, man. I was real proud of the defense and they, they, they showed it today. That was wide receiver Devin Thomas, in my opinion, the deadliest offensive weapon in the Big Ten and one of the best in the nation at what he does. Moving forward to the defense quickly before the end of the show here. Uh, defense sands a couple big plays. We dominated an explosive Indiana offense. Let's not discredit this team that came into East Lansing 5-1. and one. They didn't play a great schedule, but at the same time, they're 5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They scored more than 34 points a game. Uh, but we blitzed the cream and crimson out of Indiana. Let me <laughs> I tell like you, that. I love our defense. We were blitzing two backers up the middle. It seemed like every play. I'm sure we weren't. But the defensive scheme was incredible. You know, minus a couple big plays. But... I can come to terms with that because what do we have? James Hardy going against six seven. James Hardy going against a six one freshman Chris L. Rucker, mm-hmm. and and then we have a, a blown assignment on the on the opening play where uh, Jonal Saint Deke is supposed to stay with the quarterback. He tackles the, the running back on the fake, and Kellen Lewis goes for a touchdown. But our defense recovered. They showed their mental toughness. They recovered and they held Indi- they held Indiana to twenty two rushing. Yards. Your initial thoughts on the defense? I liked how tough we were. Basically, we made a couple mistakes, but then we came back with some adjustments, which is huge to win big games. Um, like I said before, Jonal St. Deke and Irvin Baldwin were critical to our success this game. If we can keep having them step up and just keep rushing the quarterbacks, making them make bad decisions, I think we'll be all set the rest of the season. We're in the two-minute offense. We're going to go right to Coach D'Antonio's thoughts about number one Ohio State and what they bring to the table. Here's Coach D'Antonio on number one Ohio State. When I look at them, you know, you see a very, very quick defense, explosive, number one in almost everything defensively throughout the conference and ranks up there in the nation. Offensively, they're very, very solid. Uh, the thing that's uh, a little bit, I guess, uh, it's a good thing for us, I think, is because we are so so current with them. We played them twice at Cincinnati when I was there, so it's not the first time we've been down there as a head coach. We know their personnel. Usually as we get into a game on Monday, you know, you're trying to figure out who their personnel is exactly. Operating on all cylinders down there, number one in the country. Went down there in 98, number one in the country, eighth game of the year. Um, so... Um, it's, it's another challenge for us. It's another measuring stick for us. The second time we played against the top ten team, Wisconsin being the first one, and uh, we have an opportunity to go down and, and see where we're at as a program. Typical of us. That was head coach Mark D'Antonio speaking on the Ohio State game coming up. It'd be typical of us, as I was just saying <laughs> right at the end of the break there, uh, that we would go down to Columbus and win, and I think we will. Here's our keys to the game. Uh, OSU is going to have t- trouble containing our two talented backs. Uh, not to mention we have wide receivers and tight end named Thomas and Davis. Look out. Mm-hmm. They have talented secondary, so what does that mean? Brian Hoyer must be accurate. So there's your keys to the game. Let's run our backs as we have been doing. Uh, Ohio State, yes, they're the number two rushing, they're the number two defensive team in the nation in both rush, rush defense and pass defense, I believe. Mm-hmm. They're going to have con- trouble containing our, our high octane offense. Uh, your keys to victory against the Buckeyes. Okay, we have to eliminate. A lot of penalties. Contain Brian Hartline at wide receiver. Uh, Brian Hoyer must protect the football and not give up any turnovers. He's got to be accurate, like you said. Uh, eliminate their run game, pretty much, and uh, just have an explosive run game ourselves. Absolutely. If we, if I, I believe we'll stick to the game plan. Our offense. Hats off to Don Treadwell. He's done a great job. You, you know, he, he wish he could add a couple play calls back, and he'll admit that. And Coach D will admit that as well. But. We are the best offensive team in the Big Ten, and, and if you would have told me that at the onset of the season, you know there may have not been some believers. Mm-mm. But our our rushing aspect of our offense is incredible. Uh, I I don't see a better tandem of backs in the conference between J- the Thunder and Lightning, Ju and Javon, and let alone the nation. You look up there; we almost had one back. We we almost had one back go for a hundred, and then because Ju ended up with like ninety six or seven. Yeah, I think it was close to um, that. And Javon, well over, well over 200. So with that combination, you know, pick your poison, throw guys in the box, and, and then what are we going to do? You know, we're going to throw over the top of you to an NFL-talented wide receiver in Devin Thomas mm-hmm. and also an NFL-caliber tight end in, in Kellen Davis. So I think our offense will be fine. Defensively, uh, keys to the game. 
eliminate uh, turnovers. You got to force turnovers on them. I think we really need to blitz a lot. I think that'll be the biggest key to our success. And pretty much that's it. I know I'll be watching. Michigan State takes on number one Ohio State Saturday, three thirty on ABC. Don't forget men's ice hockey. They open up their home stand, their home seat, their first home game Friday. Mon Ice Arena, 7 p.m. First 3,000 fans are getting a free pin, or a pin, pardon me, a pin with a replica of uh, the 86, 66, and 2007 uh, championships on it. So men's ice hockey, hopefully they'll be sold out at Mon Ice Arena on Friday night. And Michigan State football looks to upset number one. Oh boy, will I be watching. Coming back next Monday to talk about the upset of the Buckeyes. We'll be right here on Impact 89 FM. Thanks for tuning in. For Brigitte Roy, I'm Dan Duggar. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89 FM.